Well, hey, welcome to the second episode of the Making Disciples Everyday podcast. And I'm Jason Dukes. I'm the multiplication minister with our Brentwood Baptist family of churches. Paul Wilkinson is here with me, also on team here, as well as Fadio Hagel. And I'm so thankful for him being with us this morning and excited about the chance to continue to talk about the things that are swirling in our heads and hearts around this current series, which is you will be my witnesses. And so the idea of disciple making life and gospel conversations. And last Sunday, uh, we talked about the idea of, or the Sunday before we talked about the idea of God's story. This Sunday, we're talking about your story, or we did talk about your story, I should say. And so uh, I'm excited about the chance to hear your story, Fadi, but it's also to talk about how everyone's story matters and it's important and significant and beautiful and unique and powerful in the ways that we engage with others and try to point them toward abundant life in Christ. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your unique background and even what brought you here with us, and then we'll dive into kind of unpacking the significance of story as we look to encourage others in gospel conversations. Yes, thank you, Jason, for having me this morning. It's awesome. Uh, my story began really with a personal dream. I, um, I desired to come to the United States as a student to pursue education. I was born and raised in Syria. So uh, being in the land of the apostolic anointing was always, uh, I was surrounded by uh, God's history, God's presence, uh, but it was never part of my story at that time. I came to the States to really pursue my own personal dreams and my own personal desires, and I landed in the state of Tennessee, which was a, a wonderful opportunity for me. It was here that my story changed. Mm. While I was in pursuit of my own goals, God was interfering in a beautiful way and introducing himself to me in a fresh and a new way. He had to isolate me from my own land, and he had to isolate me from my own uh, perspectives on life to introduce himself to me. And in 1984, through an encounter uh, through the Scripture with the Lord, uh, I was able to be introduced to the gospel in a fresh and new way through the scripture that says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opened the door, I'll come in and sup with him. And my story then changed because I heard the story of another Native American who lived here, who was a pastor of a small church, who told me his story of how Christ changed his life. From that moment on, my pursuit of... Uh, of my own kingdom became my pursuit of his kingdom. Mm. My own pursuit of creating my own culture became my pursuit of figuring out and discovering Christ's culture. Mm. My pursuit of my desires became how can I please him and live forward with what he has put in my life. And looking back into my story, it all weaves itself in a beautiful way. Looking back, now I see that it was the hand of God that brought me to the States. It was the hand of God that got me graduating from the United States, one of the colleges in here. It was the hand of the Lord who called me. And I left a career in the hotel industry to follow the Lord in calling 
and uh, and then uh, having met my wife, who is born in, and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. It was the hand of the Lord that called us to ministry together, and we served as pastors for 22 years in a small town ten- in Tennessee. And so now I am sharing my story here in Nashville with a lot of other uh, ministry leaders, internationals and locals, as to say who we are, what we become, our story is really what makes us unique to the world around us. So my story becomes his story. That's good. That's good. What do you, you know, your your story, and and you were, you did an incredible job of telling a brief version because I've heard a longer version of it before. And, and, and I, and, you know, you, you, you did a great job in that. Mm. It's amazing how every time I hear you tell your story, it, it just always brings to mind how what a what a sharp shift and change and 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 just you like you talked about i mean even the thought of going away from here were my ambitions whatever those had been that were laying down in in your own life as you were in syria and and looking ahead going if i can get to the states maybe i can pursue that and 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 then colliding with jesus and 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 that that path kind of being different I mean, it's a powerful story, and I think even if someone isn't from another place, it's a story that becomes a huge encouragement to people. What do you say to someone who maybe their story isn't quite that cool, right? Like maybe in their mind, they're thinking, my story's not that exciting. My story's not that great. How do you encourage them to understand that their story is powerful too? Yeah. I think uh, I agree with you. I think every story is powerful. I think, first of all, uh, a time of reflection, looking back into where and how the change has happened, whether it was in a childhood, whether in a Sunday school class, whether it being an encounter with somebody else or encounter at the secret place with God. I think every story has a turning point. So when we focus on the turning point, it becomes a springboard for us to recognize now that we know when things changed and how they've changed, then we can focus on the detail of that change. And every time we focus on how the details existed, we find out that the Lord was so uniquely working in our lives. Somebody may think their story is boring, but to somebody who has never known faith and has never been introduced to the beauty, for example, of worship or the beauty of fellowship or communion with other people, that's a beautiful story. Because what they bring, their story always brings in culture. It brings in uh, a uniqueness that nobody else has. Their fingerprint, their life is a beautiful thing. So first thing I say, look at that turning point. Secondly, look at the beautiful involvement of the Holy Spirit himself in the story, how he brought about that change. And then thirdly, look at where you are today. Look at the progress that you've made since you've entered your God story. And then you'll recognize, wow, every turning point has been unique. And then you could weave it all together. So look at your turning point, the beginning point. Look at God's finger work in it. And then look at where you are today. You'll find out no story is a boring story. As a matter of fact, to those who has, who may think they have a boring story, they probably have a more exciting story than mine. 
Yeah, you never know, right? You never know. It may right. not have some of the twists and turns that brought someone across an ocean, right? But it might have exactly what's needed right. when someone engages with someone else, correct? It, that connects with someone else's story, right? I love what you said. It's it's about even where you're going today or where you've come to today, because the gospel never stops coming to bear in our lives. It right. it never, Jesus never stops doing his thing. Never stops working in and through us, and so. You never know. I mean, it may not be, and I and I want to I want to encourage our listeners to feel the freedom in this. It it isn't just the story of when you first trusted Jesus that's always important in sharing the gospel conversation or engaging with someone else. It may even be a way that that Jesus has met you in an element of brokenness or fear or insecurity or worry or anxiety or whatever right like whatever element along the way even after you've been a follower of jesus even after you've trusted that gospel initially it may be that someone you're loving who welcomes you into their life that another part of how the gospel is coming to bear that may be the part of your story that god's spirit actually uses to connect and engage with someone else yeah i'm encouraged fadi by the freshness of your thinking and the freshness of your eyes uh, a couple things you said that just stuck out to me like a like a sore thumb, really, is you say that when speaking to someone who hasn't known faith and hasn't known worship, that even the most basic, what we would consider very mundane stories can become very unique and impactful. And as I reflect on all the religious systems I know, even for the non-theist, I'm talking about other theistic religions, it's still few and far between where there's a personal creator God who draws people uh, to himself and is actively involved in their lives in history. So even just the fact that the Lord is weaving something in your life is radical. And I think at times we can become complacent and maybe store blind a little bit to just the fact that God pursues us is radical for most people. Yeah. And, and, and the beauty of this is that every story is unique because now that you are a disciple of Christ, you have a new identity. And you have a new journey, you have new goals, new dreams, and it's always his story and ours put together. It's never just my story. And when we think of him being in us and us in him, that is so unique uh, that Christ himself is speaking through us. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And uh, so I, I encourage every individual to think about how their story became so beautiful because of Christ. And uh, so when I try to create my own story, it's like I'm creating a movie that somebody else is going to do a better job with. But if I'm thinking of my story as part of his story, then I'm thinking of the beginning, where I am today, and where I'm going tomorrow. And man, that's exciting. That is absolutely exciting. And we reflect on our text uh, from Sunday morning where the man who couldn't walk and was in many ways desperate, just begging for money, seemed to be his only viable option. Now, as Jason said, his story collides with God's story. And as you say, Fadi, his story becomes God's story. And so now this man is jumping, leaping, praising, uh, giving worship to the Lord. The transformation, we can't deny the identity transformation. That's right. When you think of the Hebrew culture, there is nothing born in Syria where I grew up. There were beggars all around the streets. It was their job. It was a profession. So there was nothing more boring than to sit on the side of the road all day long and watch people passing by and ignore you 
or you thinking you don't matter and you waited on pennies and you're waiting on people's pity and but then all of a sudden they're passed by meaning and purpose and hope and joy and you know that could happen with a country boy in a small town america or it could happen with a busy businessman here in nashville tennessee or it could happen with a president sitting in an oval office anytime jesus passes he changes the story And any man, any woman, every child, every father, every mother, once Jesus passes by, regardless of where they are, he lifts them up to something else. So never undermine the fact, once you get a touch from God, your story now becomes more than exciting. It becomes kingdom impartation. Where I am now is really what matters in the eyes of how others see me. So a beggar becomes something just more than awesome to that Hebrew culture. So every one of us, a farmer, a lawyer, a teacher, a father, a mother, washing dishes, once Jesus passes by, your story has changed. You've got something to tell. That's so good. I think I think um, two more questions. One, this the series that we're currently in. The title is "You Will Be My Witnesses," and you know you know well that that word. Witnesses doesn't just mean I I now have to learn the six best techniques to go find the deli person at Publix and and ask them in that moment and on the spot while I'm ordering salmon and they're wrapping it up like or I'm going to close the deal with them and have a one time gospel conversation and there you know that's not what that means necessarily right what 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 that that means is you have experienced something mm-hmm. you've seen you've tasted you've heard you've you've collided with you've had that encounter that you're talking about when at some point Jesus passed by you saw what he does who he is and it changed you that's what we're witness to right like help help people understand that the same way they talk about Tennessee football or, you know, my, if we're with Mike Glenn, Alabama football for all you crazy Alabama fans out there or whatever, like the same way we talk about these kind of normal Americana things, right? The same way we even are willing to talk about our own backgrounds and cultures and home and things like that, that these, we are witness to our own experience with Jesus. That's a story worth telling. Like Mm. help. How do we help people feel like that's a flow of conversation yeah. more than just a force? You know, I think there is a there is a, a unique thing to being a disciple of Christ is that while we are witnessing, when you witness something, it either surprises you or shocks you. So it either excites you or it challenges you. So you tell of it. You tell of it either with a joyful uh, attitude because it excited you or you tell about it because it has shocked you and it's a reality that has to be changed that's witnessing however as a disciple of christ witnessing becomes image bearing mm. i'm no longer singing and are shocked by something i'm carrying something in me mm. i'm an image bearer of what has changed me mm. so I'm not necessarily, like you said, Jason, I'm not necessarily witnessing to what, what works. 
I'm witnessing to what has worked in me. That's good. So I'm image bearing, and I am basically, when I think of me witnessing, I'm thinking of me infecting the atmosphere with what has freed me up. So now that that changes the way we 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 follow disciple making strategies. We're no longer after uh, a, a Western mindset in producing fruit, as opposed to imparting into other people's lives what has changed our lives. So a witness in the kingdom of God is an image bearer of the character, character, the attribute, and the identity of Christ. So that's what it means to become a witness. He said, go be my witnesses, hmm. Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost part of the world. When he said go, he n- notice he never gave them a, a Sunday school strategy, kingdom strategy, and evangelistic strategy. He said go. Why? Because he's put something in them, and he knew. He said, hey, don't worry about what you're going to say. I'll show up, and I'll say it through you. Yeah. In other words, you just go and carry my image and I'll bear through you the story. So for every man, every woman who thinks they don't have a story, you carry something inside of you that Jesus wants to speak to. And that's what it means to be an image bearer witness of the gospel of Christ. That's so good. And I, I think I think the Yeah, I agree. Just the simplicity of him saying, You will be my witnesses yes. is go tell the story of what I'm doing in you, right? Yeah. Like go tell the story of what you're seeing. Yeah. In me, of this, as you said, this image bearer. Um, last question, I'll 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 throw out just for time's sake for us here. Not every gospel conversation in the old new in the New Testament was an, a one time thing. Yes, we we see one time yes. conversations, and and those are highlights of sorts, right? Sure. But we know for the church to begin to thrive, the early church to begin to engage and see others believe Jesus. We know that they were not just having one-time conversations. They sure. they were in ongoing relationship with people. Sure. Um, it, don't you agree that it, it isn't that you have to be able to tell the whole thing, the whole story, the whole deal, the whole gospel, and sell someone in that moment? It it's okay if someone welcomes you into their life and and you you begin over time through friendship and through walking with them. To, to let parts of the gospel, pieces, snippets, glimpses of how the gospel is working in our own lives, how Jesus is at work in our own lives, sharing that story, that witness with someone else, that's just as meaningful and effective as figuring out how to do this one-time special thing, right? In yeah. fact, in fact, that's more the norm, right? Like, what, yeah. what would you say to that? Well, that's, that's the beauty of the gospel. The gospel is a mystery. And so mystery normally reveals itself in stages. And Paul, as a matter of fact, spoke to many churches. He said, you know, I want to give you meat, but right now you could only handle milk. Mm -hmm. And I think a sense of wisdom and sensitivity and discernment uh, on behalf of us as we share our story is, is demanded of us as to recognize, hey, don't download everything. Take time. To really allow the character of Christ to flow through you and build that relationship. I think that's a beautiful thing. If somebody responded very quickly to your story, that means somebody else has been sharing their story before you. Mm. Because some plant, some water, and some will harvest. And that's a beautiful thing. Then at that moment, God is calling you to be a harvester. Mm. Hey, watch what I'm doing as I bring so-and-so to the kingdom. But if you share your story and you recognize 
hey, we're in the stages of building our relationship. That's a beautiful thing. That means God's given you longevity in that relationship. That's good. So it's okay. I think the reason most people do not share gospel stories is because they think they're not qualified to see instant results. What is beautiful about Christ is he walked the disciples with him through the journey. Mm. And then years later, he said, hey, let's create the church together. Mm. It's as if you've seen miracles, signs, and wonders, breakthroughs, people coming out of the grave. And now let's talk about what does all that matter. And sometimes we need to recognize God's process is really all about the integrity of that relationship. Integrity doesn't have to deal only with truth. It has to deal with being able to persevere through the process. Do we have the integrity to walk with somebody short-term, long-term, until they grab a hold of what Christ is thinking of them? So think of it from that perspective. Not, don't be result-oriented. Be presence-oriented. That's good. Don't be position-oriented. Just be just focus on what he wants to do in their lives. See, what I love about that, too, if you hear what Fadi's saying, what I love about that is that becomes then your story. That's a new chapter. That's another part then. So our story is ever-evolving. It's ever-growing. It's ever-developing. And now, once I've experienced Jesus, like you just described, I've helped someone else discover their identity in Christ. I've, I've over time been given this beautiful gift of that longevity of walking with someone. Now that even becomes right. a new part of my story. That's right. And, and I mean, that's powerful, right? Like that's, that's how we see Jesus at work and continue to work and how the gospel continues to come to bear in our lives. That's right. Well, well as we wrap here, um, you, you lead the International Leadership Coalition here in town. Um, working with local international ministry mm-hmm. leaders and pastors. We're excited about that. You're on team here as well, challenging and equipping all of our different uh, ministry leaders and campuses to think about the neighbor that lives next to them that may not be from here. Um, you're, you're, you're doing a great job at those things. But real quickly, and, and maybe a 30-second quick window, and we'll wrap up here. Uh, tell tell our listeners about the ILC, what you guys get to do. Yeah, the International Leadership Coalition focuses on discovering uh, those in the international community, whether it be pastors or ministers, uh, who has a story. They have encountered some kind of trauma, tragedy, or perhaps uh, a change in their journey where the Lord said, okay, I'm, I'm opening a gateway for you to come to the, to the city of Nashville. So we connect with international ministers. And we do uh, a, a year, a year and a half long residency with them. It's a, it's a leadership development residency, and we equip them to minister to their own people groups in partnership with a local church. That's good. That way, that story can be told and becomes an encouragement for those within our own community who also need to know. Yeah that they have a lot in common with the nations that are living among us than they think. That's right. So we're excited about that. We're excited about God melting our spirit as the bride of Christ internationally and locally together. I love it. You know, I think we all long for that day when every tribe, tongue, and nation worships together and sings worthy as the Lamb. We all have a yearning as, as believers, and even those maybe who have yet to believe, 
our longing for something more than what we see in the brokenness and the woundedness and the insecurities and fears of our world. And I think sometimes we forget that it's the willingness to tell these gospel stories, to tell these Jesus encounters and experiences and share them with other people from wherever they're from, right? It's, it's that, those experiences and those encounters that move us to that one day, right. that move us to that day when every tribe, tongue, and nation will sing together to the Lamb that was slain, the Lion of Judah. And so we are thankful for His worthiness and goodness and love and His nearness. And I hope that you're encouraged by today. I hope you're encouraged by what Fadi has shared, what Paul has shared, and, and just the, the ways that your own story matters and, and, and as you love and as you serve and as you engage with people in the everyday of your life, some people are going to welcome you into their life. And you may be shocked and surprised. Over time, you'll be less surprised. But you may be shocked and surprised to find that your exact story is what they needed to hear That's right. more than anything else. And That's I hope right. you'll be encouraged by that. So right. we look forward to visiting with you again next week. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.